0: Opinions expressed herein are subject to change and not necessarily the opinion of the firm. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. The information presented herein is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide personal investment advice. It is important that you consider your tolerance for risk and investment goals when making investment decisions. Investing in securities does involve risk and the potential of losing money. The material does not constitute research, investment advice, or trade recommendations. And now introducing Mr. Keith Lanton. Hi, good morning. February 8th. So speaking of uh, the uh, conference, I really enjoyed listening to uh, the speaker, Dr. Kevin Elko. We'll share some uh, of the uh, insights that he shared with us and, uh, and, and just uh, reiterate some of those. Um, also, uh, anyone who has any feedback, uh, any suggestions, any compliments uh please share them with uh with uh your manager um or myself or wendy or larry or kevin um, constructive advice is uh, is what will enable us to do better going forward. So getting started this morning, uh Dr. Elko had some uh, pearls of wisdom and uh for those who weren't able to be there and for those who were, it's always great to uh to hear him again because uh the kind of thing that uh, you just got to keep saying to yourself um, in order to effectuate that change, you really have to keep focused and uh, and keep those messages alive. So he started out uh, by suggesting that you quiet your mind. It was a theme that he kept emphasizing over and over again. If you quiet your mind, things will flow more easily. You'll be able to do things more naturally, um, and he uh, emphasized that uh, he felt that uh, that was one of the uh, key ways in this society of distractions um, to uh, to move forward. Change the changeable, accept the unchangeable, and remove the unacceptable. Getting back to quieting your mind, keep your eyes off of the clowns, which uh, is a great way of saying uh, that those of us who are distracted, that get that pop-up from Facebook or Snapchat and get derailed for the next half hour, going to have a hard time uh, succeeding in this, uh, in this new world. Um, I would say uh, his, uh, his number one slogan, uh, and uh, Bill Morton shared it with me this morning when something wasn't going right, um, so what, now what? Uh, be all in. Keep the main thing the main thing. Don't be the greyhound, be the lion. Either feel pressure or apply pressure. It's all attitude. One of my favorite uh, quotes that he shared with us is, if you're good at excuses, you're good at nothing else. And finally, get the most out of today. So as we begin today, this week, and I know we're all looking forward to getting the most out of it, uh, I'm going to share with you some thoughts on the uh, financial markets, uh, which, as we all know, are uh, hitting record highs, even though there's lots of people in America still in. A lot of pain, both because of uh, personal loss because of the pandemic or because they're not feeling well because of the pandemic or other reasons. Um, or uh, perhaps uh, they've uh, suffered economically, even as uh, many who have uh, investments uh, have thrived, creating a uh, wide chasm between those who have uh, ridden out the pandemic um, with uh, with some uh, minimal pain and those who uh, are feeling uh, lots of pain uh, during this pandemic. Uh, pandemic. So this morning we are seeing uh, markets uh, continuing their uh, upward movement. S&P futures are trading 13 points or three-tenths of one percent above fair value. Um, As we start this week, the S&P 500, NASDAQ, and Russell 2000 all ended last week at record highs. Dow futures are up about 150. S&P futures up about 15 points. Um, NASDAQ futures are up about 60. Oil, which has been climbing uh, significantly, if you've been focused on that, um, up 77 cents this morning, up uh, to $57.58 a barrel. And the 10-year treasury yield, um, which is something we're going to talk about, bond yields, uh, up to 1.19%, up another two basis points this morning. We're approaching uh, 2% on the 30-year psychologically important level. Um and uh meaningful that we are starting to really see see a steepening in the yield curve at a one ninety-seven um on uh on the thirty year right now. Uh silver this morning is up fourteen cents, gold is up eleven dollars, natural gas is up two and a half percent or seven cents. Um price of gasoline up over one percent this morning, so we are seeing uh we are seeing strength in uh in commodities. Uh dollar which has uh Somewhat stabilized at a significantly uh, weaker level um, this morning, uh, moderate weakness in the dollar this morning. Um, in other developments, uh, we, have, uh, we have Treasury Secretary Yellen saying that the economy can reach full employment next year if a stimulus plan is passed and suggested the income cap for stimulus checks could be $60,000 per year versus some of the uh, proposals uh, calling for $50,000 a year. That's from Republicans. Um, and, uh, previously the Democrats had laid out a $75,000 a year level, so perhaps, uh, uh, somewhat of a, uh, of a compromise. Uh, perhaps the biggest news of this morning, um, coming from, uh, Elon Musk and, uh, Tesla, uh, disclosing that, uh, Tesla bought one and a half billion dollars of, uh, of Bitcoin, um, and he plans to accept Bitcoin as payment uh, for Tesla vehicles, Bitcoin is surging to above $44,000, uh, Bitcoin, uh, which is a record. Um, also, uh, Dogecoin, um, which, uh, Elon Musk has, uh, tweeted about, uh, is at a record high. Um, interestingly, Dogecoin, uh, you may know was started as a, uh, as kind of a, a parody or a joke in 2013 and now starting to get lots of attention. Um, Whether or not that uh, it can sustain itself like Bitcoin um, remains to be seen. Um, Also of note, uh, Elon Musk saying the company, meaning Tesla, may invest a portion of its cash in certain alternative reserve assets, including digital assets, gold bullion, gold ETFs, um, and other assets as specified in the future. Um, Hyundai and Kia and Apple in the news after uh, talks that uh, that uh, talks between Apple and uh, Hyundai Kia have broken down um, towards the development of an Apple car. Indications are that uh, that Apple and uh, Hyundai Kia had uh, different uh, ideas of what the uh, future of an Apple car production would look like, and uh, Hyundai and Kia fearful that they would kind of be a uh, manufacturing facility or a Foxconn, as you would. Um, for uh, for cars like Foxconn is for phones, and they were looking for a more holistic partnership, is what the reports are indicating. Um, so both uh, Hyundai and Kia trading lower in Korea. Hasbro this morning trading about three percent higher after uh, after uh, earnings uh, from that company. With people home, it seems that they are playing uh, more games. ExxonMobil with the higher oil prices and an upgrade to neutral from outperform, uh, trading higher. Uh, Target this morning, uh, getting an upgrade from Stiefel Nicholas, a $225 target. And Target reporting that, uh, that Target's active brand hit $1 billion in sales. Uh, that brand is all in motion, uh, reaching the $1 billion mark, uh, as, uh, Target has, uh, had success in creating their own, uh, clothing or apparel brands, and uh, the All in Motion brand uh, being embraced by consumers. Um, One of the things that Stiefel noted with respect to uh, to, uh, Target um, is that they have struck partnerships and turned their stores into a uh, new mall of sorts. More of its stores have dedicated displays of Levi's, uh, Red Tab jeans, they have Disney shops, they have ultra beauty shops that will be opening inside of hundreds of Target stores this year. Uh, Target also has a large wine selection and appeals to foodies with a new line of gourmet foods, uh, hand-batch sauces, and more. Uh, The one-stop shopping trend uh, continues because of what the consumer has learned, that they don't want to go to six different places and they don't want to wait in line at six different places. And Target is looking to be that one-stop shop and Stiefel embracing uh, the model that uh, Target has has assembled. Uh, SoftBank. Up this morning, uh, SoftBank's uh, CEO, uh, Masayoshi Son, um, who had been uh, maligned and uh, criticized uh, recently and now uh, he's uh, climbing his way kind of back to the top of the heap um, and uh, said that, uh, that SoftBank and their vision fund are delivering quote-unquote go- golden eggs. Um, after the company's Vision Fund unit rebounded from a loss to a record 844 billion yen third quarter uh, profit um, coming uh, coming out there. Um, also uh, reports that uh, Oscar, which is a uh, health startup backed by Google's parent Alphabet, filed for an IPO last week looking to cash in on the surge in demand for digital health services. Uh, the New York-based company, which is about a half a million users, enables scheduling physician visits. Uh, checking lab results, emergency virtual appointments, and prescription refills through its mobile app and online platform. China, in a move that will affect uh, Alibaba and JD.com, uh, most what analysts are saying China's market regulator released new anti-monopoly guidelines on Sunday to target Internet platforms, tightening existing restrictions faced by the country's tech giants. The new rules formalize an earlier anti-monopoly plan uh released in November and clarify a series of monopolistic practices that regulators plan to crack down on. AstraZeneca in the news, uh, South Africa halted Monday's planned rollout of AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccinations after data showed it gave minimal protection against mild infection from one variant, uh stoking fears of much of a much longer cat and mouse game with the pathogen. Uh this study was a small study and it was only uh for mild infection uh, nevertheless, uh, the South africans uh, deciding to uh, halt moving forward um, on the positive side johnson and johnson's uh, vaccine uh, seems to have uh, demonstrated uh, that it would be uh, more effective uh, against the uh, against the uh, variant that's that's spreading in South Africa and Pfizer and moderna have indicated they think their vaccines will also uh, be effective, although not as effective as against the uh, other versions. Uh, supermarket chain Kroger said on Friday it would give $100 to workers who get a COVID-19 vaccination, joining a growing list of U.S. retailers, incentivizing employees to get inoculated against the virus as soon as possible. Taking so a look at overseas markets, uh, Asian markets uh, in general up about 1% to 2%, uh, with the exception of South Korea. Because of the weakness in Hyundai and Kia. Um, European markets up anywhere uh, in the neighborhood of about one half of 1%. Um, In other news, uh, Democrats uh, will introduce a bill to provide a $3,000 per child uh, direct payment, but it is unclear if Senate rules will allow this to pass with a simple majority. Uh, Politico is reporting that President Biden acknowledged that Senate rules would prevent the $15 minimum wage from being included in the stimulus package. Uh, President Biden um, also said he will not lift Iranian sanctions until the country stops enrichment of uranium. He also said there will be quote extreme competition unquote between the U.S. and China. Uh, Treasury Secretary Yellen says it's too soon to tell if new regulations are needed to address market volatility. Um, a new study uh, from uh, a new study uh, is showing that the uh, UK coronavirus is uh, spreading quickly in the United States. That's uh, being reported in the New York Times. Um, the United Kingdom is uh, aiming to tax companies who they say made uh, excessive profits during the pandemic. Amazon has placed orders for 1,000-plus natural gas engines, which will be supplied by a joint venture between Cummins Engine CMI and Westport WPRT, Westport up significantly um, as uh, they focus on natural gas engines. Um, and uh, then speaking uh, again about uh, the coronavirus, uh, BioNTech and Pfizer with their vaccine published data uh, in uh, Nature magazine demonstrating COVID-19. Their COVID-19 vaccine elicits antibodies that neutralize the coronavirus with key mutations in the UK and South African variants going to talk about what we have to look forward to this week, then talk a little bit about some uh, stories in uh, Barron, some things that uh, we should think about, as well as some perspective. So, going on this week, we get a bunch of earnings, uh, starting today from Simon Property Group, the mall company, and Take-Two Interactive, the video game company. Uh, tomorrow, we have earnings from uh, Cisco Systems. Um, and then on Wednesday, we get earnings from General Motors and Uber. Um, Wednesday, Philip Morris International holds its 2021 Virtual Investors Day, and Newmont Mining hosts a conference call to discuss the exploration of new mines and to update us on their reserves. Thursday, we get earnings from AstraZeneca, Duke, Expedia, Illumina, Kellogg, Kraft, uh, Molson, Coors, Pepsi, and Walt Disney. We also get the weekly jobless claims reports on Thursday, Friday, um, we have earnings from Dominion Resources, and we have the University of Michigan releasing its Consumer Sentiment Index for February, expecting a reading of 79.5. Moving on to uh, Barron's, uh, Barron's uh, the trader column, the stock market is bouncing back for the right reasons, but there could be trouble ahead. And I'm going to mix that with another article, bonds are sending a message, inflation is coming, and uh, we'll talk about what Barron's uh, is, uh, is worried about. Uh, but first, starting with uh, with last week, uh, last week we saw markets rebound uh, significantly. We saw the markets up about uh, 4% for the Dow, 4.5% for the S&P, 6% for the NASDAQ, and 7.7% for the Russell 2000, all in one week alone. That was a striking turnaround from the previous week where we saw 3-plus percent declines. Um, at the end of uh, Friday a week ago, uh, we were concerned about de-risking. Uh, we were concerned about the effects of... Uh, uh, the Robin Hood and the GameStop phenomena and whether or not uh, that was causing uh, uh, institutional investors to have to de-risk and sell and that perhaps uh, last week we would have seen more selling. Um, with the benefit of hindsight, uh, Barron says it appears that the pros had de-risked so much during uh, the previous week um, that uh, that hedge funds uh, had sold so much that they had a reload this past week. And they had reason to uh, to reload because the economic data... Um, as well as the uh, forecasts going forward are starting to look brighter, perhaps adding some incentive to getting back in the game as quickly as possible. Um, while the payroll report was a uh, disappointment, um, everything else last week came up roses. The Institute for Supply Management Services survey not only topped expectations, but the new order and hiring components pointed to further growth ahead. Durable goods orders topped expectations, and the economy should get a lift from more stimulus pay. Uh, payments, whether it's the bipartisan agreement or the Democrats going it alone with a potential $1.9 trillion uh, relief package. But the real driving force has been improved COVID-19 news. The weekly number of new cases has dropped uh, 30% from two weeks ago. New vaccines uh, look uh, promising and could be on the scene soon, coming from Johnson & Johnson and Novavax, J&J, um, filing for emergency use uh, authorization over there. Um, and expectations uh, is that uh, with all these uh, factors lining up that we could see very strong growth in the second quarter. In fact, Macquarie's trading desk now expects the U.S. economy to grow by over 7% in 2021. That's up from its previous forecast of 7.1%. I mentioned energy earlier. The Energy Select spider ETF, XLE, was up 8.2% last week. Oil last week uh, gained 8.9% highest level since 2020. And also financial services getting a big boost as the 10-year treasury yield climbed to its highest level since March. Uh, Both are signs of coming growth. Um, On the flip side, Clorox, one of the COVID's uh, biggest beneficiaries, tumbled 8% despite reporting uh, fantastic earnings and uh, issuing above uh, consensus guidance. Um, So it seems the narrative is shifting. No one wants to own stocks so closely tied to the lockdown. They want to own stocks, at least now, for the time being, uh, tied to the reopening of the economy. But investors may want to listen to the bond market, uh, the yield curve, the difference uh, between the short- and long-term interest rates or short- and long-term bonds, has been steepening rapidly. Good news for those of you who have... uh, Investments tied to steepening, but otherwise, uh, perhaps a, uh, a sign that uh, inflation uh, may be pick, picking up uh, quicker than uh, expected. Um, we are seeing the, uh, the spread between the 2 and the 10 year now, not the 2 and the 30, but the 2 and the 10 year, um, reaching over 1%, first time we've seen that in many years. In the short term, that's a reflection of stronger growth of expectations and more inflation, and something the Federal Reserve governors are certainly happy to see. But everything has its limits, and as that spread between the two bond yields uh, continues to widen, it could become a problem for the stock market. Historically, a steepening yield curve is a good sign for the economy and the market for the months and quarters ahead, but it is also an early warning sign that the clock is ticking on how long the Fed will remain on hold or easy before beginning to hike rates and tighten financial conditions to combat runaway inflation. Speaking about uh, inflation, we saw uh, significant inflation in some asset prices uh, over the past few weeks, um, specifically last week alone. Mentioned the Russell 2000 up 7.7%. We also saw the short squeeze uh, over the past couple of weeks in a couple of small cap stocks. Um, And uh, Barron's uh, pointing out again that the richest 1% of U.S. households account for more than half of all equity ownership, Um, and they point out that, uh, well... Uh, the top 1% often get rich by holding stocks. Uh, sometimes they get rich by selling stocks. So one small-cap company uh, that uh, rode the uh, Robinhood uh, frenzy was a company called CosCorp, symbol K-O-S-S, and uh, reports last week that the clan plus other company insiders, were cashing in on the jump in price uh, of the shares of their stock, which was caught up in the frenzy. Um, That frenetic action sent cost shares as high as $127 from around three at the beginning of the year, and various insiders took the money and ran. Uh, The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported that the Casas and Cost Corp executives made more than $45 million selling shares, which is a sum that exceeds the company's stock market capitalization at the end of 2020 uh it is worth noting that uh, most of the insiders sold stock between 20 and 60 they didn't uh, get out uh, at the tippy top there at 120 uh but nevertheless with the stock trading under 20 uh their sales uh, look up, uh timely speaking of the uh GameStop phenomena and uh and the uh the mania that ensued and Bill Finkelstein and I were thinking of this and trying to think of uh, other events uh, in the last uh several decades in our lifetime that, uh, kind of remind us of the, uh, GameStop phenomena. And Barron's pointed to a phenomena that took place in 2000, uh, not 2000, in 1923. So almost 100 years ago, uh, a similar short squeeze played out. Um, you know, we, we often have to, uh, remind ourselves of history. A lot of what we're seeing has happened before. Just because it hasn't happened in our lifetime doesn't mean that people aren't people. And the same types of events, uh, that uh, have uh, similarities. Uh, we can learn a lot from them uh, by uh, by reading about them and seeing uh, what happened uh, when similar events happened in the past. So, in 1923, a supermarket company which still does business in the South and Midwest was at the center of a short squeeze market play that echoes the recent frenzy around GameStop. As with GameStop and uh, other uh, meme companies like AMC Entertainment, uh, this company, which was called and still is called Piggly Wiggly, was being uh, sold short by several big Wall Street investment firms. Uh, This roused an unexpected popular backlash stirred by resentment of city slickers getting rich off the yaps or the little guys. So there was a sense of triumph when investors fought back and put the squeeze on the shorts. New York speculators crowed one newspaper made to pay through the nose. The Piggly Wiggly shorts got crushed, much as Melvin Capital dropped 53% in January, chiefly on its GameStop bets. Um, but there were some other big losers in the end, um, none other than Piggly Wiggler's president and founder, uh, whose name was Clarence uh, Sanders. After working a sensational squeeze on Piggly Wiggly, Barron's reported in 1923 that the Memphis grocer found that uh, their victory um, had cost uh, had cost uh, Mr. Saunders about three million dollars and control of his company. Um, what had happened to uh, Mr. Saunders is he had uh, he had helped uh, get himself uh, involved in the short squeeze by buying up the uh, shares of Piggly Wiggly stock at uh, at prices that were far from market tops. Uh, but nevertheless, when the stock stopped going up and started going down. Uh, Mr. Saunders found that uh, he was stuck holding Piggly Wiggly stock um, that was significantly less than where it was trading. Uh, Mr. Saunders borrowed 10 million on margin from a number of investors uh, as part of the uh, plan to uh, buy up the Piggly Wiggly shares. Um, The Piggly Wiggly stock uh, climbed almost uh, 12-fold to about 124 in March of 2000. I keep doing that, but in in March of 1923. And just like GameStop, it was at the time suspended by the New York Stock Exchange, and there was a wild scramble for the shorts to cover. Uh, but gradually, um, once the trading reopened and uh, the shorts had covered and the uh, and the excitement was waning, the shares began a slow, steady decline, and uh, Mr. Saunder lost a significant amount of money, and he also lost his CEO ship over at uh, Piggly Wiggly. So, Barron's headline story um, was a story about uh, the coming crisis of Alzheimer's, and it was a reminder that uh, the the next real big pandemic uh, has the potential to be a lot bigger than the pandemic that we're experiencing now, and that is uh, the onslaught of baby boomers who potentially could be subject to dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, Of the top ten causes of death globally Alzheimer's is the only one that can't be cured, slowed down, or prevented, at least not yet. With the world in the midst of an aging boom, the number of people living with Alzheimer's or some sort of dementia is expected to triple by 2050 to 152 million, uh, about the size of the population of Russia. Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's is a disease of greater pre- prevalence and greater lethality than COVID-19. It is an ongoing pandemic. It's cost to America in terms of direct medical costs is significantly higher than cancer. Now, drug development is looking more promising. There are more than 100 ongoing trials. Uh, Most recent trials for Biogen's much-anticipated drug and Eli Lilly's uh, new antibody drug that uh, has shown some promise uh, in Alzheimer's patients are ongoing. Um, The real next uh, focus of attention is on Biogen's drug, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce it, uh, but nevertheless, this drug is awaiting a decision from the U.S. FDA, and uh, in the near term, the stock uh, price of Biogen uh, will potentially be greatly affected to the upside or the downside, um, depending on the success of this drug. Um, in the pipeline, following Eli Lilly and, uh, and Biogen, um, the next up would be a drug from uh, Roach's Genitech and Japan's ISI uh pharmaceutical companies. Unlike cancer or heart disease, much of the cost relating to Alzheimer's disease comes from caregiving. Medicare doesn't cover most long-term care. Um the average annual Medicaid payment for those sixty-five or over with Alzheimer's is twenty-three times as high as those without Alzheimer's. The sheer number of baby boomers could outstrip the available caregivers to take care um of all of the potential. Alzheimer's patients that we may see over the next couple of decades. The median cost of assisted living facilities um, with memory care um, is higher than a traditional assisted living facility, and the national average is $57,000. So after we're done uh, focused on uh, COVID-19, which uh, will be great once we can move past it, um, our work won't be done. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be on to uh, the next... Uh, the next health care crisis, and uh, Alzheimer's is certain to be uh, one of the uh, one of the factors that, uh, one of the diseases that uh, we have to uh, pay significant attention to. That's everything I've got. Thank you for listening to Mr. Keith Lantern. This podcast is available on most platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora. For more information, please visit our website at www.heraldlantern.com.